Friday. Happy Friday to you and you and you and you and you. Also, to all my fellow Canadians, happy, 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 happy Canadian day. <laughs> Can I try to get my act together? I'm just a mess. Happy Canada Day. July 1st is Canada Day, and I hope that you guys are all celebrating and having a great Friday and going into a long weekend for the Americans and all of that great stuff. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like a mess. I'm a mess. I'll tell you why I'm a mess is I'm not sleeping properly. And so I think that I'm just all scrambled, but we're going to power through. It's all good. Uh, I want to take a minute to just send all the love to our beautiful Ray Della. Just know that we are all sending love to you. Uh, I also want to take a moment and uh, send love to Crystal. We are all thinking of you and your family as well. Um, who else did I have on this list? Christina, um, sending love out your way as well. So yeah, the fam bam, sending all the positivity to you, all the love to you, all the things. Uh, what else housekeeping wise? Uh, shout out to the live chat. Hey, Laura. Yes, you are right on time. Hey, Crystal. Uh, bottom of your screen where you can see you can support the show. There are super chat and super stickers available. Um, support the show. It helps bring the shows along. That being said, we are covering Love in Paradise, season two, episode four, The Club Can't Handle Me. Listen, y'all, I love this show. I love everything about this show. I love this show. It's taking, bringing me TLC vibes, the learning channel, because I'm learning so much from these, this show specifically. Uh, it's giving me old school 90 day fiance vibes when the show just started and it was like straight proper drama. Um, I just love it. So let's just jump in. Danielle and Johan. Johan is problematic. I'm going to say that right off the bat. Johan is problematic. Johan has, has, some secrets. I know Danielle feels in her heart that she knows something's not something's not right. Like I know she feels in her heart, her gut is telling her something's not right. Her her heart is telling her that she loves this guy and you know, I can't be mad at her because you know, we got this whole thing, right? The arm thing going on. So I, I can't be mad at her. I get it. We've all been there. However, I, I don't know. I feel like there has to be some type of common sense happening here. So let's talk about their little section. So first of all, I'm curious to know why the tourist always drives. Only one situation, I can't remember now who it was. It wasn't Carlos and Valentine, uh, Frankie, 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 no. Sherlon. So Sherlon drove in Jamaica, but every other time in every other episode, in every 90 day anything, the tourist drives. And I'm trying to figure out why. Like, do y'all not drive? So does Johan not drive? Does he not have a driver's license? She went, went to the car. And I know you guys are going to say, well, she went to the car. But when you rent a car, you can add a driver. So I'm just curious for the person that actually lives in that country, in that city, why they're never the driver. I, I don't get it. But anyways, she's driving to the river because they're going to do a bunch of these rituals. Um, and... <laughs> She's going to be turning to the gods and goddesses for 
help with her fertility issues because she doesn't feel that she has enough resources for the traditional treatment. So she's going to, um, I don't know, send out offerings to her goddesses and gods uh, to help with her fertility because we learned last episode that, you know, she uh, only has a 5% chance of getting pregnant. So she's going to be offering to the river, to the ocean, um, to the goddess of fertility, prosperity, and health. And she's delivering fruits and flowers um, to the river. And she explains it as it's the same thing as throwing a penny into a wishing well. Now, okay, so I, uh, I have a lot to say. And some of it might not make sense because I told you like I, I'm a little clouded, but bear with me. So she's, she has this whole bucket of fruits and vegetables and flowers that she's just going to throw into the river. And part of me is like, okay, well, that's her religion or belief or spiritual understanding. I get it. I get it. I don't, it's not my belief, but if that's what your belief says you should, you should do, then I get it. But part of me is like, you're throwing fresh food into the river when you know you're in a country that there are people that are less fortunate that don't have this food, that don't have the ability to just buy food and throw it out. And I'm not saying she's throwing it out because she's doing her sacrifice or whatever, right? But I I, I was torn. I was torn between the two, the two situations in my mind. Because I was like, I get what she's doing because that's her belief. But on the other hand, you're just throwing away fresh, fresh food, you know? It, and then when she talks about it, it's the same thing as throwing a penny into a wishing well. So then does that make it actually a spiritual thing? Because throwing a penny into a wishing well isn't spiritual. It's more like just a, like a, custom that people do just to do and they make a wish like oh you you have a birthday you blow out your candles make a wish you um as a kid when you're like don't step on a crack or you'll break your your mother's back do you see what i'm saying like it's just like a like a myth that people believe it's not like part of spirituality but i mean i don't know i i guess i just feel like if you're comparing it to throwing it a penny in a wishing well then I don't know. Anyways, she's uh, saying that it's about asking the universe for what you want, right? So you're offering something to the universe so that you can get back something that you want. Uh, Johan doesn't understand any of it. He kind of just going with the flow, but he says that he's agrees to everything that she does, and he, she's just gonna he's just gonna support her in everything. Yeah, because. You're trying to come to America. This is your meal ticket. So whatever crazy thing that you think she's doing, whether you agree with it or not, you're going to just go along with it because you have an agenda and your agenda is to get to America. And after this episode, I believe it more and more. I really believe it more and more. <clears throat> Crystal says, Johan is a, is a good sport. I, I don't know if he's necessarily a good sport, Crystal. I think that he has a set agenda and he wants to have a better life and he sees that she's the way to that and so he's not going to rock any boats because like he said in episode two 
he doesn't want her to change his mind. He doesn't want her to change her mind about getting married. So I don't know. Uh, and then don't forget that she had to do the banana tree. So she actually got one and she plants the banana tree with the fruits and the eggs and the flowers into the ground. She pours honey. I don't remember hearing about the honey part when she was talking to her spiritual advisor, but she added honey all over the offering. Um, and that was to ground Johan's philandering ways because he's a bit of a womanizer. And so this is like to ground him, uh, like her spiritual advisor said, so that they can be together and he just focuses on her. And so <clears throat> one of the things that she's worried about is that she checked out his social media and she found out that he has a lot of female friends, like tons and tons of female friends, all international and all white women. Uh, and she's concerned about that. Like, is there a pattern? And again, I encourage Danielle to go with her gut instinct, right? Go with your gut instinct. Um, <clears throat> after she planted the, the banana tree, Johan was like, you know what? I give it three hours because people will take it from there because they're in need. And that's a little bit of like what I was saying earlier. Like you have eggs there and fruit there and, you know, maybe someone's passing by and is in need and maybe they will take it. I wouldn't be surprised either. So anyhow, they're getting married in five days. She hasn't met any of his friends, none of her fa his family, which I think is a red flag. You're marrying someone and you know nothing about them. You spent, you know, less than a month with them and you're going to marry them and you don't know anything else about them. You've never been to his home. You've never met his family. You've never met his friends. This is the first time you're meeting some of his close friends. Hey, Dustin. Um, and you're going to get married? So she feels like, hey, we're going to go for drinks with three of his good friends. I'm going to ask some questions and get to know him a little bit more. But, like, you're getting married in five days. So meeting someone for two hours, I don't know if that's going to really help anything. But I guess it's a, a step in the right direction, right? Um. <clears throat> So they meet Joel and Juan Carlos and some other dude. I didn't catch his name. And Danielle has questions for them. And another red flag to me was Johan was like, I prefer she asks questions in private, not in public. Well, why? Why, Johan? If you have nothing to hide and if you've been straightforward this whole time, then her asking questions to your friends is not abnormal. We have all done it. Yet you we've been in groups with our, with our significant other and with our friends and they tell stories about us the whole nine yards. So I don't understand why you don't want her to ask any questions. The only reason you don't want her to ask any questions is because you're not telling her something and you don't want her to find out. Crystal says, if you got to do all this for a guy, it's too much facts. Um, <clears throat> so she asked about his exes, right? So she's asked if he's ever had a Dominican ex-girlfriend because they're all on his Instagram. It's all white women, all international white women. And they don't really answer, which I thought was interesting. <clears throat> hey, Diamond Girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, 
I thought it was interesting they don't answer. Instead, they say, oh, no, that's normal. That's normal because those are all his clients. Um, he's a personal trainer. So, you know, they just stay in touch with him through Instagram. It's no problem. It's totally normal. Okay, but that wasn't her question. Her question was, has he ever had a Dominican girlfriend? Or has all his girlfriends been international white women? That's the question. And notice that none of them answered. We still don't know what the answer is. And it's clear to me that he is looking for a specific type of woman because if you guys remember when she first arrived to the Dominican, she was talking about how like she's not tanned or whatever, she's too white. He's like, oh no, your white skin is beautiful. It's perfect. And now in this episode, we see that he's only befriended a bunch of white women. So don't tell me he doesn't have an agenda. Okay. Because... Hey, Vanessa. Hey, girl. Hey. Don't tell me he doesn't have a... Uh, I was going to say, don't tell me he doesn't have a Vanessa. Don't tell me he doesn't have an agenda. He has an agenda that is super clear to me, at least. Your agenda is to marry a foreigner, specifically a white older woman, so that she can take care of you and bring you back to America so that you can have a green card, you get a job in America, and you send that money back home while she supports you. Guaranteed, that's what it is. And we learned about all of that with the original family, Chantel, before the spinoff, when they were on 90 Day Fiance. We learned all about all about like specific young Dominican men that are scammers. <laughs> Crystal says, Yoan, call up Nicole. And Vanessa says, everyone needs a Vanessa. So true, Vanessa. Um, <clears throat> so then that was the second red flag. The third red flag for me was his friends didn't know he was getting married. So you're getting married in five days. Who's coming to your wedding if your friends don't know that you're getting married? You've had five months, three months to plan this wedding. You couldn't even buy your own suit. Your wife, your future wife, fiance, gave you the deposit and also now has to pay the extra $61 because you don't have it. Like, how is that not a red flag to Danielle? I don't get it. So in essence, Danielle, you've paid for your all your trips to the Dominican Republic. You've never met his family. You've paid for every single hotel, every single meal, every single outing. You've paid for the wedding itself and your dress, his suit, all the things. And he hasn't told anyone that you're getting married. How is that not a red flag? Hey, everyone. Happy Canada Day to you, Trina, as well. Thank you so much. Um, I think it's a problem. I think it's problematic. And I think that those are all red flags, signs, signs, signs that something is not right here. Now, I'm not saying that they don't have a good connection. I'm not saying that, you know, excuse my crash, crassness on Canada Day, but I'm not saying that he's not dicking her down well. I'm saying like, is this someone that you're supposed to marry? Don't know. Don't know if that's the case. You can have good vacation dick and leave that vacation dick on vacation and not get into this crazy situation where you're literally marrying someone that you know nothing about. And I get that there's like arranged marriages, but that's not this. That's not this. There are plenty of red flags that 
we're all ignoring and I'm trying to figure out why. That being said, he says, the reason why he hasn't told anyone is he's of the belief that you do things in secret if you want something because lots of people have negative thoughts um, and can send bad vibes your way so that you don't achieve your goal. Now, the wording is interesting to me, right? So don't achieve your goal. So what is your goal in this situation, Johan? Your goal is to get married, move to America, get a green card. That's a goal. Because I would have put it differently. I would have said, if this was of my belief, that I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want to have any negative thoughts or bad vibes prior to me getting married. But I wouldn't have said, so you won't achieve your goal. Do you see what I'm saying? Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, 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 flag. <laughs> Vanessa said, D is supposed to be free. And Crystal says, the answer is no. She knows that. She wouldn't have to do all that spiritual stuff to make things go her way. So uh, I'm interested, five days, five days they're getting married. But I know that in a preview, I saw that she goes to the house to meet his family. So we'll see how that goes. Next up is Valentine and Carlos. My disclaimer right now, you guys, is <clears throat> as you know, I'm Canadian. And as you guys know, I've traveled a lot. Don't hate me for some of the things I'm about to say, because we can make it a discussion. Okay, because, and I'm not saying, yes, red flags, red flags, red flags. I'm not saying all Americans are like this. I'm saying that when I say what I'm about to say, some Americans have gotten a very bad travel reputation to the point that some Americans even put like Canadian flags on their luggage and pretend that they're not American while traveling abroad. And I want to discuss that, and I want to discuss why that is. So we'll talk about it. And I'm not, I'm not speaking all Americans. I'm just saying some, some. Okay. That being said, we're going to talk about Valentine and Carlos. Um, I personally think Valentine is 100% high maintenance. And um, Carlos is learning a lot about Valentine in the last three days that he's been there, and you know, him being polyamorous. He wants to make sure that he's enough for Valentine because he's not really into this whole polyamorous uh, lifestyle. Crystal said, oh, wow, I've never heard that. Yeah, Crystal, it's a whole thing. Google it. You'll see. Connie says, no, really? Yeah, you guys, go Google it. I'm not making it up. It's 100% real. As a Canadian, I I know it for a fact. If you don't believe me, Google it and see see what you see. But it's all true. I would not steer you wrong. Okay, so <clears throat> they're learning a lot about each other and um, they're realizing that they have, <laughs> see, Trina, Trina knows what I'm talking about. My fellow Canadian, she knows what I'm talking about. It's all true. I'm not making this up. It's all true. Y'all have a bad rap when you guys travel. And the reason why is similar to what's going on here. And I'll just say it. Don't hate me for it. I'm just telling you what I know to be true. Oftentimes, there are American travelers that travel. Hey, Connie, you're Canadian too. Happy Canada Day. They travel abroad, but they bring 
their Americanisms abroad and not learn the cultural differences and often don't uphold the cultural differences and therefore come across as brash or uneducated or or having a lack of knowledge for their surroundings, all of that stuff. And oftentimes people don't like that. And I'll give you an example. Recently we had a show where there were some Americans that were talking how they were irritated that Nicole who lives in the Dominican Republic was speaking Spanish and therefore they were upset that they actually had to read subtitles. <laughs> now I get it, I get it, but that's an example of like just <clears throat> that mentality. And I understand it because, you know, America is the, the land of the free, the great, and um, growing up here, I understand that it's taught that this is the best country in the world. And so you grow up with that pride and that understanding. However, there are, there are often times that many people have not traveled outside of America. And I think that that can show sometimes. All right, that being said, back to Valentine and Carlos having personal and cultural differences as well as sexual challenges, right? Which is the big deal. So they're experiencing a lot of growing pains. Um, and like, can we talk about the brushing teeth situation? That was hardcore. Valentine has a whole brushing his teeth situation and it's like intense. <laughs> the teeth, the gums, the tongue. Oh! And it's like, do you see how oh, like that? That's how he is. It's like, oh! Exactly, like Angela, I'm American, but I'm American in Nigeria. That part, Diamond Girl, you just made my whole entire point. I was trying to be nice and politically correct, but that's all. I should have just said that. I just sh should have said, like Angela. Um, Crystal said, I was like, how are his gums and tongue not bleeding? It was too much. It was very aggressive. It was very like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, oh my gosh, my whole face is sore from watching you brush your teeth. Anyways, high maintenance. I think he's high maintenance. So they're going to a gay club um, to party because Valentine wants to go to a club. Carlos not really a club guy, but he's going because you know that's his guest and and that's what his the love of his life wants to do. Now here's the thing that was a bit weird to me that I was like I don't really understand and maybe I misunderstood what Carlos said, but we meet um, Janner. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, his cousin, Carlos's cousin, who is also gay and came out of the closet to his family. Um, but the part that was weird to me, you guys, was I thought that none of his family knew about him. Didn't he say that none of his family knows that he's gay? Only his friends know? Isn't that what he said? 
But then if your cousin knows, then you do have family members that know you're gay. So I was a little confused and I might be wrong. I don't think so though. Cause I take copious notes <laughs> as Crystal would say. Crystal would tell me, check your notes. But um, that part was confusing to me because I was like, well, does your family know or do they not know? Because having a cousin that knows, that's family. So then some of your family does know. Anyways, Jenner uh, came out to the family and some of Carlos's family didn't accept Jenner after that because um, they're very conservative. And so I guess that's part of the reason why Carlos is also still in the closet because he doesn't want to be, you know, shunned by his conservative family. I get that part. Uh, so they go to the club. <clears throat> All the answers are in your notes. It's a compliment. <laughs> Didn't seem like one when you last said it, Crystal. <laughs> so they go to this club. There's nobody in the club. And part of what I was thinking was, you guys are filming this last year. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. So, of course, the club is not going to be popping like it probably normally was pre-pandemic. People were still wearing masks, I saw, as you guys were entering the club. So, like, calm down, Valentine. Calm down. Like, you're lucky the club is even open. You know what I mean? But whatever. Um. <clears throat> so... He's like, eh, I want to get the party started. I want to get the party started. This is not what I thought. It's not LA exactly, because guess what, Valentine, you're not in Los Angeles. And you can't really compare Los Angeles or like a New York or Miami where there are it's party cities to, you know, I can't remember the name of, of the city that they're in in Colombia, but you can't compare them. And you're in the middle of a pandemic. What were you expecting? What were you expecting? Okay, Crystal. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Crystal said, you asked me something I didn't know. So I said, check your notes. It's got to be there. <laughs> anyway, so they're in the club. And Valentine decides that he wants to turn up. Turn up, turn up, turn up. And so he starts dancing. He's dancing with random people. He sees some girls in the club. So he's dancing with the girls. Um, the bartender with the no shirt, he forces that guy out from his job, which as a bartender, I'm not a bartender, but if I was a bartender, I would not appreciate you demanding that I come out and dance when I'm supposed to be making drinks and making tips and all of that stuff. But that's neither here nor there. So the bartender comes out and he makes janner dance with the bartender and then he wants to dance around them and make it a whole thing um carlos says that that was like disrespectful that's not what they do um in colombia and even though they're that they're at a gay club they're not um out like that that's not what they do they don't just randomly dance with people that they don't know um they don't make a spectacle of themselves that's just not the colombian way and he goes on to explain how it's also not safe. Like, even though they're at a gay club, it's not necessarily still safe 
for them to be there because not everyone is open. And that goes to more of what I was telling you about like traveling as an American, you, you think everything is like America and it's not, it's not. And so you have to be respectful of the place you are, you are the situation you are in and the cultures that you're in. If you don't have that type of respect, then yes, you can cause problems for yourself and for others. Uh, Crystal said, Carlos should have had a conversation with Valentine before they got there, but the issue is that Carlos isn't comfortable with himself. Yes, Valentine was doing the most, but it's not the main issue. Uh, we're gonna have to agree to disagree, Crystal. I don't think uh, having a conversation with Valentine pre-club would have changed anything that he did because after the club, they did have a conversation and Valentine didn't get it at all. So he, Valentine, like was what you're saying, says that he's projecting his own insecurities. I don't think it's that. I mean, it could be a little bit of that, but it, it's also, you're not in America where you can just be in Los Angeles and West Hollywood and have all, all of West Hollywood. Yeah, West Hollywood. And have just be out and free like that. I don't think that that's the same case in Colombia, and I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, someone tell me in the comments below. But I was gathering that Carlos was saying it's not the same thing. Like we can be openly gay, but not to the extent that we're like openly gay, if that makes sense. So I think he was saying, hey, listen, do you, but just don't be extra. And, and Valentine, as we already know, is extra. He's extra, he's high maintenance. He expects things to be a, cert a certain way, his way. He's a diva and all of those things. And so he's going to do what he wants to do. And again, that's very, it's a very centered mentality. I'll say it like that. So anyways, <clears throat> um, Carlos goes on to say that, you know, Valentine made um, Janner feel uncomfortable and that, that's not how things are done in Colombia, and we're not in the U.S., he says. There are cultural differences. People don't act like that in Colombia. It's very disrespectful to the culture. That's what uh, Carlos is explaining to Valentine. Um, and then he goes on to say that there are still people that are homophobic in Colombia, even in the gay clubs, and something can happen to you, and people can get hurt, even though you're still in a gay club. And then, you know, my note was, you know, I feel like Valentine was America-centered and wasn't thinking about where he was. And that's the issue. You had to think about where you are. You're not actually at home. You were in a different culture and things are done a little bit differently. And yes, if you didn't have that conversation, maybe you didn't know. But I also think that Valentine just doesn't get it. I think that he thinks because Carlos is closeted, that he has insecurities and doesn't want to draw attention to himself. And he even says that he blends in as a straight man. And so it's making him uncomfortable to be outed like that. And, you know, I, there could, that could be a little bit of it, but a lot of it is just traveling wrong. <laughs> just traveling wrong. All right. On to... Frankie, Abby, and Gabby. Woo! Let me tell you, this was a plot twist that I did not see coming. I did not see it coming. 
I don't often get surprised with these 90 day shows, but this right here, this right here, this episode right here surprised me. I was like, oh, what? Wait, what? So let's talk about it. So Frankie uh, is getting ready to go to Mexico. He's going with his best friend, Rodney, and I guess Rodney's wife is going as well. Uh, so they're all going to see Abby and Gabby. And he calls Abby his girlfriend, even though Abby has had Gabby as a girlfriend for the past 10 years. Apparently they fell in love um, after spending only five days in person in real life and five months talking on the phone. They're in love. He wants to marry her. He bought a ring. He's going to go down there and, you know, confront Gabby, propose to Abby and be done with it. Now, let me tell you a little something right now. Let me tell you a little something. This little scam right here blew up in Abby's face, blew up in her face so royally that I was shocked this episode. Anyways, he calls Abby and she's like laying it on thick. Hi, my love. You look so great. Big hugs, big kisses, my big teddy bear. Okay, calm down. You're laying it on super thick, but I get it because you have a mission and you are clear with your mission. You're so clear with your mission that you're in a loving relationship for 10 years and you're ready to throw that to the side so that you can get to America. You can get married and go to America. That's how serious you are about your plan. And then when you get to America, you're trying to figure out how you can bring your girlfriend of 10 years over. And you're hoping that she's going to go along with the plan that you haven't even told her about. Wow. <sighs> Frankie describes Abby as compassionate and soft-spoken and genuine. And I started laughing because I was like, so you don't see the scam that she's pulling up because she's using compassionate words like, um, you look so great, my love, my big teddy bear. You don't see past that. You don't see her plan. Got it. Um. <clears throat> So they've been speaking for the past five months. He's feeling a little guilty because they've been able to speak in English behind Gabby's back because Gabby doesn't speak English. Um, and so he's like, you know, I'm not a homewrecker. I'm not a heartbreaker. That's not my intentions to break Gabby's heart. Uh, but no matter what happens, someone's going to get their heart broken. Absolutely. Hello. You've only known her for, you've known Abby for five days. You've known her on, on the phone for five months, but in real life, you've only known her for five days. And guess what? You met her with her partner. So you want to talk about not being a homewrecker, then why not just be open and honest? Why not say, hey, let's have a conversation before I come down there with Gabby so she's not blindsided by the two of us saying that, oh, by the way, we're in love and we're going to get married and and she's going to come to America to be with me and peace out to you. Hopefully we'll be able to get you to come at some point, but that's not going to be for years down the road. Um, <clears throat> so then she's brushing her teeth too. I think that was the theme of the show. Everyone just brush your teeth. Uh, and she gets a message from Frankie that he's not coming. And I was like, wait, what? He's not coming to Mexico? 
He says, I don't want to ruin your lives. I'm sorry, but I've decided not to come to Mexico. And Abby freaks out. She says her messages are not going through. He's blocked her. She's like storming out of the hotel suite down to um, the resort to meet up with Gabby. And she's freaking out. Gabby can't understand why she's so upset. And I was like, she's upset because her scam just got completely annihilated. Right? She needs him, the American, to come and propose to her so that her way out of Mexico and to the U.S. was through this dude. And she put in five months of work and now all of a sudden it seems like he's not coming. So her plan is up in smoke. Pow! Pow! And she was big mad. Like, big mad. Now, I had a discussion with Crystal prior to coming on the show one of the things she brought to my attention with was, I guess we're going to believe it when we see it. Let's see how it really pans out because Crystal brought to my attention or reminded me that normally in text messages, they show the viewers like what the text message was, right? So she gave me the example of when um, Kimberly and Usman were texting and uh, he was also texting the other girl. They showed us that, right? Like they showed us the back and forth. But with this, they didn't show us. They just We just heard it from Abby. Abby's like, oh, I just, he just texted me, but they didn't show us the text. And then they showed her texting back, but they didn't show us that the text didn't go through. So, and it's also only episode four. So do we think he just never comes or do you think he doesn't come immediately and then he comes a little bit later, like maybe two days later, he realizes that he just loves Abby too much that he's he just can't stay away and he pops up. And he's going to pop up after Gabby already finds out that Abby and him had a secret romance going on so that when he gets there, it can be drama. It could possibly be that. Um, Crystal says plot twist, but now Abby and Gabby will keep the storyline going without Frankie even coming to Mexico. It's now about the secret that Abby didn't tell Gabby. Yeah, it can be that, or it can be like what I just said, that he may not come right away, but he might come a little bit later because we have to think about we're only on episode four. So something else is happening. Something else is happening. I don't think it's just, oh, hey, I'm not coming. I don't want to be a home wrecker. Uh, I don't want to break anyone's heart. Uh, peace out and that will be the end of it I don't think that that's it at all something's going on something is going on um Gabby wants to know why Abby's so upset doesn't make sense because you know it's just a little bit of penis so they've done this before they can get penis else elsewhere um and what she doesn't know is she's angry because she like I said put in five months this was her ticket to a green card and now she's mad. She thought that she had him wrapped around her little pinky finger. And she was going to, because even what she said, she said, oh, because we were going to get married and I was going to move to America. Again, it's all in the wording. So it wasn't like, hey, we fell in love. I want to be with him for the rest of my life. It was, oh, I'm getting married and going to America. I love this show. Last and certainly not least, Sherlon and Ariana. 
let me tell you something. I just love this Sherlon. I love how direct he is. I love how honest he is. I love how he's like taking responsibility for all of his actions. I just, I appreciate Sherlon so much. And his wording is very, his wording, you guys, the way he speaks and the things that he says, if you just listen to him, it's very clear where he stands. So he just picked up Odin and his words, his mom from the airport. So that's the first thing. I was like, oh, so you didn't pick up your girlfriend and your child. You picked up your child and his mom. <laughs> I know exactly what you're, where you're going with this, Sherlyn. I know exactly how you're feeling. You're like, mm. I never said she was my woman. We had a one night stand that turned into a one week stand and all of a sudden we had a baby. I didn't think that I was ever gonna see you again. I thought it was gonna be a wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. And now all of a sudden I'm stuck with you all day, all day. Yes, Odin and his mom, gotta love him. So that's the first part. Then, you know, he's super excited. It's the first time he's meeting his son and he knows that he has to prove he's capable of being a good dad. He knows that Ariana has um, Ariana has him on a short leash in that she wants to have him do everything while she's on this vacation because she's been parenting for the last 10 months by herself. So she needs a break. Listen, lady, listen, listen, girlfriend, listen. You're going to be parenting for the rest of your natural born life. So I get it would be easier for you, but let's not forget that you're not actually doing it on your own. You live at your mama's house and your mama's been helping you since day one. And you also have the support of your sisters. So let's not play around and act like it was just you, you alone, and you had to do everything. Nah, nah, we're not playing that game. We already know. We already know. You're living back at home. Your mom is helping you 24-7. Your mama was the one that was buying the baby clothes and the diapers and all the things. And like, what is your job even? Do you work? Curious. Never found that out. But I do know that you live at home. So stop playing around like you're, you're the only one that's been doing all the work just because you're the primary caregiver. You don't live in the same country. I think it would be different if you did live in the same country, but let's not act like he he's shirking his responsibilities. He wasn't shirking his responsibilities. He just wasn't in the same country as you. All right, then. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So uh, they get to the house, and he's, he's listened to, to her needs. Last time she was complaining, he, she was too hot because he didn't have air conditioning. He bought an air conditioner. He bought a little bouncy um for Odin and even Ariana sees his efforts that he's put in over the 10 months that she's been away. And so we got to give, we got to give him some respect. Now, Ariana also says that it's Sherman's turn to just take care of the kid, change diapers, clean him, clean the bottles, all the things, and so he does it. Now, here's the second part where I was like, you got to listen to his words. So she's kind of backs, how can I explain it? 
it's like backseat driving, but for babies. So she's like right beside him, trying to tell him what to do and monitoring what he does. And so he starts changing the diaper and she starts complaining about like, careful, careful, he's gonna fall. And his words is, calm down, I'm in front of him, bro. Okay, so that's hint number two. You are not calling your woman bro, okay? You are not saying, calm down, he's in front of me, bro, to your significant other. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I laughed out loud. I was drinking my water, and I had to, like, almost choke because I was like, he did not just call her bro. Hilarious. Um, so she talks about how, you know, this is the first time, not the first time, but it's been a while since she's been to Jamaica without her chaperones. And so they really want to see how it goes. And she's hopeful that they can mend the relationship. And so is Sherlon. Sherlon's like, we got to see if this is something that we both want, but he's worried that if he's honest, what he's been doing the last 10 months, that she'll take Odin away from him forever. And so that was hint number three, that he's been singling and mingling. And by the sounds of it, it sounds to me like maybe he's been singling and mingling with one or two specific people. And so it's going to be a problem because he already knows how she is. Think about how last season she wanted him to like just pick up his life and move to America with no game plan because she didn't want to be a single mother. That was her biggest concern. I don't want to be a single mother. I don't want to be a single mother. Not what's best for all of them, just that she feels like now she's pregnant, she has to be married. So I personally think that she's going to have to start strongly thinking about being a co-parent. And also, because I can't stand this, I don't care who it is, I can't stand when a parent uses the child to get back at the other parent. It's unnecessary. It's not nice. It's selfish. And at the end of the day, the only person that suffers is the child because they suffer from not being able to have that other relationship with the other parent that the other parent is forcing them not to have. It's terrible. You don't do that. And just because your feelings are not are hurt, like if he doesn't want to be with her and her feelings are hurt, she better have some like common sense and not be selfish and not keep Odin away from Sherlon because he doesn't want to be with her. She can move on with her life. He can move on with his life and they can co-parent. However, I don't think that's how it's going to go. Don't think that's how it's going to go at all. I think that she's going to be pissed and she's going to be like, I waited for you and I love you and I want to be with you. And you were just gallivanting. Well, no, he never said he was your man. He never said you guys were in a relationship. You guys had a baby, but you were never in a real relationship. Let's get that straight. So that was this episode. Next episode is going to be just as popping. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Love this show. Definitely, you guys, let me know what you think uh, if you're watching the replay in the comments below. If you're in the live chat, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe. And um, happy Canada Day. And for the Americans, I know July 4th is coming up on Monday. So happy July 4th to you guys. 
Um, have a great weekend. Um, Linda, thoughts on Frankie not being in the promo pick for the show? I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to the promo pick. Is it the one that's on Discovery Plus? Is that what you meant? I don't know. Never. I didn't see it. So, oh, like the promo picks for the show in general. I'll have to look into that and get back to you, Crystal. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever noticed that. Is he the only cast member that's not in the promo picks? Because if he is, uh, if he's the only one that's excluded, then that's a huge statement, and I will have to look into it. So I'll get back to you. Um, happy Canada Day, Connie. Uh, guys, I'll see you next time. It's been a blast. Bye for now.